the text of Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, sung instead of read for us. I could have had it read, but I thought it was nicer to have it sung. And it celebrates perfect timing. It celebrates perfect timing. You know, so many endeavors, they require perfect timing, don't they? Hitting a baseball, you know, removing bread from the oven at the perfect time, executing a gymnastics routine, synchronizing a dance playing a piece of music, they all take perfect timing. Or if you're in business, you know that perfect timing will allow you to close the deal. It might allow you to successfully create and market a new product or or lead some kind of an important change. Perfect timing is doing the right thing in the right way at the right time to get the maximum impact. And tonight, the passage that you just heard sung for you celebrates God's perfect timing. God's perfect timing. Because God does the right thing in the right way at the right time. His timing is perfect. The Apostle Paul writes in verse 4 that we just heard sung for us, but when the fullness of time had come. The fullness of time, and that's kind of an odd sounding phrase to us. We might not use that that often, but it's similar to a phrase that maybe you have heard, the time was ripe. You know, like when referring to a fruit, it's ripe, which means it's ready to pick. And so in the same way, it's saying that the time was ripe, the time was full, the timing was perfect. And when the time was ripe, when it was full, when it was perfect, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman. The passage that Linus read for us at the very beginning of the service, and one of my favorite Christmas specials of all time, or at least that portion of it, So the rest of it, the kids are kind of mean, and every time I try to watch it with my kids, it traumatizes them a little bit. But that portion of the Christmas story, Charlie Brown's Christmas, when he reads for us from Luke chapter 2, it says, Luke chapter 2, verse 6, And while they were in Bethlehem, the time came for Mary to give birth. The time came. The time was full. Again, it's another statement of God's perfect timing. You see, the location... And the timing of Jesus' birth were perfect. They were in the perfect, sovereign plan of God. You know, the fact that there was a big census that was affecting the entire Roman world at that time? 
a census that required Mary and Joseph to travel from their home to Bethlehem to be registered so that the baby would be born in Bethlehem just as the prophets had foretold. That was God's perfect timing. And while in Bethlehem, being counted, it says the time came for Mary to give birth. Now, my wife is a birth worker, and she has attended over 80 births. And as she will tell you, and anyone else who's dealt with birth will tell you, babies don't have calendars. They don't have calendars. The due dates, let's be honest, those are really just best guesses and some wishful thinking mixed in. Because the baby's going to come when the baby's ready to come. The baby's going to come when the baby's ready, and the baby was ready while they were in Bethlehem. The time came for Mary to give birth while she was in Bethlehem. And friends, that was no accident. God's timing is perfect. His timing is perfect. And that may be hard for you to believe. It may be hard for you to believe sometimes because you may look at your own life and say, well, the the timing doesn't look so perfect in my life. You know, sometimes God seems a little too slow. Like He's taking His time in answering my requests. Sometimes it might seem like God's moving things a little bit too quickly, like He's just throwing too much at you all at once. And you might say, well, what do you mean His timing is perfect? And sometimes it just seems like God's too late. That if He showed up at all, it was too late. Too late for Him to help. Yet we find here, as affirmed here and out throughout many other places in the Bible, God's timing is perfect. I mean, could it be? Could it be that whatever you have faced or whatever you're facing right now, that God's timing is still perfect? And that maybe His timing has a perfect purpose? Because if you think about it, Mary probably didn't think God's timing was perfect. When it happened, when she was in the middle of it, do you think Mary was like, this is great timing? You know, Mary probably wanted to have children, but she probably wanted to wait till she was married before she had children. This is bad timing, God. You know, and Mary was at the end of her pregnancy, and so, like most women, at the end of their pregnancy, she was probably ready to be done. But she probably still didn't want to give birth away from home and attended by barnyard animals. Bad timing. And maybe that's what you're here tonight feeling. Maybe you're here saying, yeah, God, bad timing. This isn't my plan. This isn't what I want. This isn't how I wanted it, when I wanted it. And friends, could it be? Could it be that you, like Mary, right in the middle of it, you don't understand all that's going on? That first Christmas, Mary didn't fully understand. But it was God's perfect timing so that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem just as the prophets had foretold so long ago. When time was full, when the time was ripe, Jesus was born. And could it be when the time is full, when the time is ripe in your own life, then God's purposes are going to be accomplished. And you'll find, like Mary did, that those purposes are good. You know, another thing we want to note about that phrase, the fullness of time, is the word used here for time is a Greek word, chronos. It's where we get our word chronology or chronometer. It's literally real time. We use chronometer, measure 
time. Chronology is about the progression of real time. And so he's saying the fullness of time. In other words, this is real historical measured time. You know, some people try to reduce this story and other stories in the Bible down to some kind of inspirational chicken soup for the soul. It's just some kind of a story or a myth with no real basis in time or history, but we find right here in the fullness of time, of real time, of historical time, of time that can be measured, Jesus was born. Unlike the authors of other pagan myths, the biblical authors worked hard to put their events in the context of real historical time. For example, the placement of Jesus' birth was during the reign of Caesar Augustus, as we hear at the beginning of Luke chapter 2. The dates can be checked. They can be verified. And in fact, many secular historians say there was a man who was born and who lived during that time, a man named Jesus of Nazareth. Historians confirm what the biblical authors argue, that these are real historical events, real historical people, that it happened in your time and my time. It happened in history, in real time. And in fact, the Apostle Paul later on goes on to argue in the letter to the Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he says, if the resurrection of Jesus Christ didn't actually take place in history and time, if this is just a myth or a fable, then it's all for naught. If it didn't happen in time, he says, then we're all here wasting our time right now. Because it's useless, it's powerless. So we find here in this statement, in the fullness of time, God's timing is perfect, and it's real time. It's not myth, it's not magic, it's not imagination. This is real time, real events in real history, and in that time, it says here, in the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman. That state's pretty unambig- That statement is pretty unambiguous, isn't it? God's Son, born of a woman. It's an affirmation that the baby who is born is that is God's son, fully God, born of a woman, fully human. So, in the fullness of time, with perfect timing, God took on our flesh and he entered into our real time. And so we should probably ask the question, why? Why? Friends, he did it so that he could transform our time. Forever. With perfect timing, God Himself took on our flesh, entered our time to transform you and me for all time. You know, we've, we've all experienced in our lives at some point in time, time-altering events, haven't we? You know, on September 26th of 1999, I experienced a time-altering event. Because, because on that date, on September 26, 1999, I became something that I never had been before. I became a husband. My time was transformed, and my life was divided by that date before which I was a single man, after which I was a husband. And then my life forever changed again, as many of your lives changed. For me, it was April 27, 2002, when again I became something I had never been before. I became a father. When my oldest child, Samuel, was born, my time was transformed. My life was divided by that date before which I was not and after which I was a father. I mean, my wife, Lee, and I, we regularly talk about, we go, hey, remember B.C., before children? And wistfully remember those days of freedom? 
But the event, the coming of my firstborn son, divided my life in two. It transformed me and transformed my time forever. And in the same way, what Paul is writing in Galatians 4 is that in the fullness of time, Jesus came to divide and to transform us and our time forever. I mean, we literally divide human history by the birth that we're celebrating tonight. It used to be that our years were labeled B.C., meaning before Christ, and A.D., which is Anno Domini, which is Latin for year of our Lord. Human history was divided by the birth of this child. His coming divided human history in two. But more importantly, friends, Jesus was born to divide not just all of human history, but to divide your personal history and to transform you for all time. See, because verse 5 says, Jesus entered our time in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons and as daughters of God. And friends, that right there, that's the good news of Christmas. God, in His perfect timing, He came into our time to transform us for all time. Just at the right time, Jesus took on our flesh. He was born a baby, and that baby was born into our time so that you and I could be born again for all time. So that we could become something we never had been before. Sons and daughters of God. And friends, that's good news. Because some of you are here, and you feel at this time far off from God. Or at this time you feel alone in the world. Or at this time you've come with sins feeling unshakable, guilt feeling unbearable, and a debt for all the wrong you've done feeling unpayable. But we find the good news of Christmas is that God Himself entered our time to bring us close to Him for all time. To make us sons and daughters. Jesus was born, He lived, He died on the cross for our sins, He rose again from the dead, so that your time might be divided and you might be transformed. Friends, the Christmas story that we celebrate tonight and that we celebrate every year is more than mere myth or legend or fable. It's a history that transforms our future. The Son of God was born so that we might be made sons and daughters of God. And the only question that remains is, what are you waiting for. You see, His timing is perfect. His timing is perfect. Of all the places that you could have been tonight, of all the things you could have been doing, and all of the ways that you could have been spending your time tonight, God in His perfect timing has brought you here tonight or caused you to watch online right now so that you might hear, so that you might receive, and so that you might be transformed by this truth, that His timing is perfect, and that He has come into our time so that we might be transformed for all time into His sons and His daughters. And if you don't know this God and His love for you, I would love to talk with you after the service so that you don't miss Him and so that you don't miss this moment, because His timing is perfect. And it is as we sang right before this, Christ is born, Christ is born. Christ is born for you. He has entered our time so that you might be forgiven and transformed for all time, made eternally a son or a daughter of God. And His timing, 
is perfect. So friends, don't wait. Come and receive. Let's pray. Father, thank You. Thank You for Your perfect timing. And thank You that You entered into our time, that You took on our flesh, that You bore in Yourself our sin and our wrongdoing, and You did it all so that we might be forgiven, so that we might be transformed, and so that we might be changed for all time, that we might be Your sons and Your daughters. Draw us close to You this Christmas season. And may this truly be a celebration. For Christ is born for us. Amen.